Welcome to Around the Sun with Titan Universe, your weekly source for news, entertainment, and opinionated discussions. I'm your host and digital content coordinator, Maddie Meehan, and my co-host today is none other than Shelby Stancliffe, the general manager of Titan Radio. Yay! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, since this is our first show, I wanted to take a second to introduce myself and my history with Titan Communications. So I'm a business marketing major who's graduating in May, and I've worked at Titan Communications for two years now. Um, I've really enjoyed it. But Shelby, how long have you been here at Titan Radio? Um, so similarly, I am graduating in May, so we're almost done. Um, I am a double major in CTVA and communications with an emphasis in entertainment and tourism. Um, I started at Titan Radio in, as my freshman year, I started as a DJ. I DJed for a year, then I was a marketing intern, and then I was a GM. So after this semester, I will have been here for three and a half years. Wow. A that's, a, that's a long time. Yeah. Oh. Um, what do you do here at Titan Radio? What's a general manager do? Uh, a lot. A little <laughs> bit of everything, honestly. That's why I wanted to take the position because, I mean, I really liked the marketing side of mm -hmm. what we did, but I was really interested in what everyone else did. So in this position, I kind of uh, pick up the slack where needed um not saying my team slacks but like if <laughs> anyone needs help i'm able to help um i answer a lot of emails of um on-campus organizations wanting to hire us to dj their events so um so we're at daily titan fest we're at club events we're at um, events for the resource center um so they reach out to me and uh, i work with them on hiring us we also have lots of like off-campus partners that our marketing team works with and I'll have to talk to sometimes, um, helping with audio segments, assisting DJs, coordinating events. I do a lot of the event planning and management, um, fundraising. I manage all of our accounts and budgets. So I do quite a lot. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun though. Jack of all trades, you could say. <laughs> um, I have to ask, what drew you to Titan Radio? Um, so my very first semester, I was in a kind of, it's called University 100, and you basically just learn about how to be a college student, basically, and being in the College of Calm. Um, Titan Radio is under the College of Calm, and we had the old general manager come and speak to our class and just give a little uh, elevator pitch on what they are, and I thought it was really interesting, and Growing up, I always listened to radio. I was a kid who rode the bus, and I was always the last stop on the bus, too. So I spend a lot of time with the hosts on the radio, and I always <laughs> thought that'd be cool. So um, I started as a DJ, and I really loved the staff. They were really welcoming. Um, it's scary going to a new university, and I was coming out of state, too. So the fact that these people that were four years older than me were really nice and welcoming to something I was nervous to do was very... Um, reassuring so that kind of kept me coming back and doing um my show and then yeah eventually just got started on staff and stayed here dang okay yeah. i had no idea you were from out of state where are you from i am from the yeehaw town of ohio oh a real small town population six thousand. Okay. moved here by myself in 2018 and That's scary yeah i'm not going back though everyone always <laughs> asks are you moving back i'm like why would i move yeah, why back? would i ever leave <laughs> yeah um but why fullerton then oh my gosh i know someone just asked me this yesterday so my original plan was to go to san diego i had visited there on vacation uh, when I was 13 and I really liked it mm 
Mm -hmm. Um, So I was applying to a bunch of schools there. um, And I have an aunt that lives out here about an hour south of here. And she knew about Fullerton and she figured like I'd want to be semi close to her in case I ever needed anything. Mm -hmm. So um, I was out here visiting schools. She took me up here just to kind of look around the campus. And I uh, applied here as a backup. um, And I thought the entertainment tourism major sounded really cool. So Mm -hmm. um, I applied as a backup and then I kind of had to choose between here and my other school I got into was SDSU, but it was cheaper here. So Mm -hmm. I figured I might as well go the cheaper route, go closer to my family if I needed it. Um, And then I liked the major. So here I am. Yeah, I uh, Kelsey Fullerton was also my backup school. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully the president is not listening. Yeah, to this she's podcast. so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but I love it now, so it's all yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. And this wasn't like my backup backup. I had like two backups okay. oh, before okay. this. I had an Ohio backup and then a community oh. college backup, and then this, and then it was SDSU. Oh, so this so. is like your third backup. Yeah, or- yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because my my top choice was UCSD, but okay. I did not get into that UCS uh, UCSD. But yeah, so it was my like third choice. So mm-hmm. not too bad. It's all good. No regrets, though. No, so. no, I love it here. <laughs> um, so this week we have a lot of hot topics for you guys, including the Grammys, the first ever black woman Supreme Court justice, Bridgerton and the female versus the male gaze and this week's weirdest national holiday. So to start, we're going to talk about the Grammys. And first of all, we are going to talk about the big winner of the night, who was John Batiste. He took home five awards, including Album of the Year for We Are, his album. Uh, his other awards include Best American Roots Performance, Best American Roots Song, Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media, which he did the music for Soul, and it tied with Queen's Gambit, actually, oh. and then the Best Music Video. So I don't know about you, Shelby, but I had never heard of him before the Grammys. Yeah, no, I had no idea. Last night I saw a video of him talking to Lady Gaga backstage mm-hmm. and I like I saw him and she was talking about all the things that he does for people. I'm like, I still have no idea who this person is and I didn't <laughs> look into it. So I'm hoping you can educate me a little bit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I listened to his album last night just because I wanted to hear what everyone was talking about. Mm-hmm. And it was actually really good. Um Tell Tell the Truth is my favorite song on the album that okay. I listened to. And it was very his music feels very soulful. Okay. I don't know, there's a lot of passion in it. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know. It was very unique because I feel like the music nowadays, a lot of the stuff that's mainstream, it's it was very different from that. Yeah. And so I'm very glad that he won because I feel like it's usually a pop artist that wins or mm-hmm. a rap artist or you know, hip hop. And that's great. But this was just something a little different. And I really enjoyed that. Would you say the genre is soul or like what kind of style does he follow? Um, It might be R&B. I'm actually not sure what he's classified as. Let's see, I'm like doing a little bit of research as we go. I was going to see because I wasn't sure if he was um, if he's won any Grammys before, or if he was a no. first time winner. Yeah, oh, this was, okay. he was a first time winner. I do know that. Oh, OK, interesting. Yeah, I uh, we can listen to one of his songs if you want. Oh, let's see. Um, genres, jazz and R&B. OK. Yeah. OK. That but, makes sense. But yeah, let's give a little preview of that song you said that was your favorite. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, that was not what I expected, but I did really like it. Um, it you're right in saying it's soulful, and I I think it sounds like it's right out of the '70s. Mm-hmm. So um, it's cool to like keep that style, but still have it be modern in a way, and obviously mm-hmm. recognized um, critically. So good job on him. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. So next we're going to talk about Doja Cat and the fact that she was in the bathroom (laughs) when she won her very first Grammy. Did you watch the Grammys or is this all just like learning through social media and clips that you've seen? It's definitely social media. Yeah, I did. I've seen so many clips. (laughs) Yeah, I did not actually watch them but um so i don't know when she when they called her did she like run out from the back or oh my that is so funny i saw the video of her (laughs) of her doing it and so her and SZA won the award for best pop duo and group performance for kiss me more Mm -hmm. and SZA had stood up to go accept the award she was on stage and everything and then all of a sudden doja cat (laughs) runs up on stage (laughs) And the first thing she says is, um, I've never taken such a fast piss in my whole life. That is so funny. I love Doja Cat. First of all, Kiss Me More was my top song of last year. So I, yes, I very well deserved award, I would say. But I love Doja Cat. I think she's hilarious. Mm -hmm. If you follow her on Twitter, she's just always tweeting the weirdest stuff and tiktok she (laughs) she just acts like she's not famous she just does the weirdest things so i think that situation was very on brand for her yeah i think people a lot of people say dojo you forgot you're a celebrity Mm -hmm. and then she she actually posted a tiktok about that and she had said what does that mean i don't understand what that (laughs) means but it's just I feel like most celebrities are so formal and she Mm -hmm. just says whatever she's thinking. And that's I mean, that's great. Yes. It's real. Yeah. And so far, it hasn't really gotten her in trouble or anything. Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) So but I am so scared about her um, claims that she's done with music. Yes. I have a feel like at first I was like, she's bluffing. And then she went out again to say that um, she still obviously has like things coming out and things that she committed to. So she's going to finish all of those commitments and then be done after that. Mm-hmm. So at first I was like, nah, she's not serious. But then after she, she said that, I started getting more scared. So I don't know. I Maybe we can talk about this on our next section, or maybe this is a good segue, but I thought Planet Her was an excellent album, and I feel like, honestly, it could have been deserving of Best Album. Um, So the fact that she just wants to make that and be done is just so heartbreaking, and I think she has fun being famous, too, like... Like we were saying, she acts like she isn't, but I think that's the fun part is like she's famous, so she can do those things and like get the views and get the likes and get the attention for it. And everyone just like, I don't know anyone who dislikes Doja Cat, honestly. How could you dislike her? I know. (laughs) Also, she's just gorgeous. Like best dressed of the night, I would say. Incredible. Yeah, her outfit was insane. And we actually had a post about that. I saw. That's why I said that. (laughs) I love it. Um, And then that kind of segues, yeah, into Mm -hmm. our next question which was, who are you most excited about winning? Who did you want to win? Well, um, obviously, I'm so glad that um, Doja Cat and SZA got their first Grammy. And I was surprised that it was their first, honestly. Yeah. I, For some reason, I thought they had won before. Or maybe SZA has. I don't know. I didn't look into that. But I know it was Doja's first one. Um, I was glad to see that Silk Sonic was recognized. But as I was saying, I don't... I liked their album and I, I they definitely kind of took the world by storm 
when they decided to come out as a duo. But I don't know if the album was worthy of best best album. I honestly, Planet Her was really good. So I had actually never heard of Silk Sonic. What? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Until last night because I was talking with my intern. We had this really long meeting and she was so excited for them for all the, mm-hmm. the awards that they won. And I was, I mean, I still haven't. Shame wow. on me. <laughs> like, leave the door open? You don't... Wait. Oh. Oh, okay. Is that the Bruno the Mars door... one? Yes. So it's it's Bruno oh. Mars and Anderson Pack, and they go okay. by Silk Sonic. Um, I really like their sound. Like, they're doing the whole retro 70s thing, and I think they're doing it well. And I would say I really liked about three of the 10 songs on the albums mm-hmm. um the other ones i wouldn't say are bad i'm they're just not ones that i like saved to my spotify so that's why i'm like i feel like if you're going to win best album it has to be real cohesive it has yeah. to be like maybe one or two songs aren't great um i don't know yeah i i think the attention that they're getting is good i would say they were deserving of best song because leave the door open was a really big hit but yeah i don't know I am so shocked right now to learn that that is their name because obviously that's I know so Anderson funny. Pack and yes. I know Bruno Mars. I actually saw Bruno Mars in concert oh. like when he was like beginning of fame. like Grenade. Yeah, oh, yeah, incredible. Like, it, yeah, it was a crazy concert. First of all, no auto tune used. He mm. just sounds like that. He's just buttery. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> his voice is so smooth and silk, silky, silk sonic. Yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, I actually have listened to the album. Mm-hmm. And I will say that song was very popular on TikTok, mm-hmm. among other places. And there are some really, really good songs on the album. Mm-hmm. But my only grievance with it would be that I think a lot of the songs sounded too similar. I would agree. When you sit down and listen to it in one go, it's it's like you almost sometimes can't tell that it's a new song playing. 100%, yeah. um, but I really liked um, Skate was their second single from it. Really like that song. Mm-hmm. And then um, I really liked Fly Is Me. Uh, what's the... There was another one that was really big on TikTok that I kind of got annoyed with after a while. But like, not that the songs are bad, but mm-hmm. again, it's just like they are really similar. Mm-hmm. So um, I was surprised, honestly, to see that Sour didn't win Album of the Year because of how popular it was. Yeah, and I think for me, I was most excited for Olivia Rodrigo simply because she's so young mm-hmm. and so talented that I think seeing her being recognized, it just... It didn't feel like it was going to happen, but then it did. And Mm -hmm. I was so excited for her. She won three Grammys for Best New Artist, Best Vocal Pop Album, and then Best Solo Performance. Yes. That's insane. And I, how old is she? 17? I think she's she, 19. Oh, oh my gosh. I All I know is she's not 21 because she couldn't go to the after party. <laughs> oh my God. Did you see the video of her with Paris Hilton? No. Okay, so I follow this Instagram account called Comments by Celebs. Oh boy. And <laughs> Paris Hilton had commented on one of Olivia Rodrigo's posts saying, I loved spending time with you last night. And then it <sighs> cut to a clip and they were singing a song together. Oh, I love that. It was the cutest thing ever. Did, it was adorable. Did you see that she dropped one of her Grammys and broke it? No. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really funny, the parallel, because Olivia always says that Taylor Swift is one of her biggest influences. Mm-hmm. And there's a photo of Taylor Swift holding like her handful of Grammys and she drops one and yeah. the little thing breaks off. And then Olivia did the same thing. She was holding all three and one of them fell. And it, you can see the like the the thing broken off on the floor and her mouth is just wide open. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God. 
God. Um, but I thought that was really funny. You would think for a Grammy, it would be well enough made <laughs> yeah, that it wouldn't <laughs> break as soon as you drop it. I what mean, I'm clumsy, man. <laughs> I know. Yeah, me too. You, They look heavy. Like, I don't they know do. what they're made of. but they, I, they look like they're solid metal of some... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> anywho, I... I was kind of expecting her to win album of the year, but even though she didn't, she still walked away with three, and that's really impressive for that being your first Grammys. Yeah, insane. Yeah, insane. This week, Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson is expected to be confirmed as the first black woman Supreme Court justice. After the Senate Judiciary Committee voted 11 to 11, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called for a vote to break the deadlock and send her nomination to the floor. Every Democrat and three Republican senators, Susan Collins of Maine, Mitt Romney of Utah, and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska voted in support of Jackson. So I just want to say, can you believe it's taken this long for an African-American American woman to become the Supreme Court. <sighs> Insane. Also, just reading that, I'm actually really surprised that Mitt Romney voted in support of her. Yeah. That sounds out of character for him. It definitely um, does. I'm glad uh, that this at least isn't the first um, black Supreme Court member we've had. Um, mm. But the fact that it is the first black woman is insane. Um yeah, I don't. It, the year is twenty twenty two. Like, what is happening? I know. I'm, I'm thinking or I'm hoping that this is going to lead to more diversity in our government. What do you think? I think, so. uh, yes. I would say once kind of the the seal is broken, um, it kind of opens the door for more people. Mm-hmm. I think even just like having Obama as president was kind of groundbreaking. One of the first steps, because um, now we have a um, black female vice president, which mm-hmm. I never thought like I would see, which is very sad. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I think it's it's moving in a in a good direction. And I think, well, I don't know if I think, but I hope (laughs) that um, everyone in D.C. is kind of seeing that we need more perspectives. Mm -hmm. Um, So those of us who are voting are seeing that uh, we need kind of different sets of eyes and different brains on our legislation. So. I know the Supreme Court doesn't change all that frequently, but I'm hoping in other areas of the government we're seeing more um, diversity. I'm hoping next stop female president. Yes. Question mark. I, yes. I, it blows my mind to think about in our our history of America. We've never had a woman <sighs> president. How? No. It blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I... Again, <laughs> I hope that um, America is starting to see. Well, I know there's a lot of criticism around our current office, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I'm hoping the the people are starting to see that with all of these females coming into um, offices that women can make decisions. Yeah. So I 
don't think that a female president is too far out of reach. I hope. Yeah, I (laughs) I hope. hope. I hope. I hope. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Yes. Um, And that would especially um, do a lot. I don't know if I know nationally there's not much you can do, but state to state, I'm hoping there's a lot that women in offices can do for like all of the women's health laws that are coming out. And it's just getting increasingly worse mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in individual states. So I'm hoping that leadership can change there and make some changes because it is a terrible climate for women and women's bodies currently. Yeah, there are definitely, I mean, a lot of states trying to overturn Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. It's um, not what I would expect in 2022. It's I know. That's been around for so long and it's just now wanting to be changed back. Yeah, but no one wants to change the things that have been around for longer, like the Constitution. Yes, <laughs> I say that all the time uh, because the Constitution was written when people owned slaves, when yep. women were basically property. Yep. So I feel like it should be updated to reflect today's times. And I don't know what that's going to take or if we're ever going to see that, but it's I don't know what the pushback is if someone went through and read it word for word, they would see that it is just so ridiculously outdated. And I know mm-hmm. it can be interpreted in different ways, but it's not. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. There are so many states are interpreting it so literally that it's harming people. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but I think this is a win for women and for people of color. Um, So I'm so glad that we finally have a black woman in an important position in our government. An influential position indeed. So speaking of women, next we're going to talk about Bridgerton and the fact that it sparked the conversation of characters written by women Um, And also portrayed by a gay man, which is Mm. not very often in Hollywood. Yeah. So I know, Shelby, you have not watched Bridgerton. (laughs) Shame on you. I know, I know. (laughs) But um, the second season revolves around Anthony Bridgerton, who's played by Jonathan Bailey, who is a gay man. And a lot of people are saying they have no idea because... He's, I mean, he's an actor. He's very, very convincing. So he plays a straight character. Yes. Okay, got it. Yes, he plays a straight character. And I just want to put this out there right now. There will be no spoilers in this discussion (laughs) of Bridgerton. So if you haven't watched it, you should. But it won't be uh, spoiled for you. Mm -hmm. So some other examples of straight male characters played by gay men I was thinking of. So the first is Aaron Samuels in Mean Girls, who is yes. played by Jonathan Bennett. Mm-hmm. That one I feel like is a pretty well-known one by now. Yes. And then um, this one I actually didn't know until I looked it up. Gaston from the live-action Beauty and the Beast was played by Luke Evans, and he is gay. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I had to... Well, you know, of course I was doing my research, as one yes. does. And um, huh. yeah. Yeah. He's gay. But... I mean, obviously, he uh, he did a great job in Beauty and the Beast, and he, he plays that uh, douchey character quite mm, well. Yes, he does. <laughs> the womanizer, for sure. Um, the last one that I had looked up was the character Ken from Magic Mike, who's played by Matt Balmer. Mm-hmm. And he, I feel like a lot of women have crushes on him, and yes. they have no chance with him because he is, I believe he's married. I know he's in a relationship. Okay. But, yeah, those are just some examples I thought of of, you know, 
straight men portrayed by gay men. Do you have any examples that you can think of? I was just thinking about almost any character that Neil Patrick Harris has yeah. played. Um, yeah. How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and he's happily married to his husband and has kids. Um, but yeah, and on the flip side, there's so many um, examples of straight men playing gay characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why can't we just cast people accordingly in Hollywood? Why is that so difficult? Because these people, like these straight men are asking like their gay cousins for advice on how to play a gay character. And it's like, or you can just hire someone who has the lived experience and is that person. Like, why is that difficult? Yeah, and I definitely think that typically when a straight man is cast as a gay man, it ends up being a very stereotypical representation of gay men. Yes. And um, the one example I'm thinking of is both the movie Love, Simon and the show Love, Victor. Mm. I loved the movie, thought it was great. So glad we had a gay rom-com, like a modern one. Mm -hmm. And then I started watching the spinoff show Love, Victor. I thought it was great to see the Latinx representation. And then I realized and learned that both of the lead actors are straight men. And I'm just, I was just really disappointed because they got so much critical acclaim for like doing great representation for the for the gay community and then they're not even gay so yeah i actually never saw the show i did see the movie and it was good but Mm -hmm. i i know that it was sort of a coming of age movie too he was you know kind of learning about his own sexuality Mm -hmm. but it still it felt awkward and i don't know if that's because i know he's a straight man yes if that was what it was but it just felt weird still Uh, I agree that it felt awkward and the show felt awkward, too. And that's what got me looking into it because I'm like, "Uh, he doesn't seem comfortable like kissing this man on camera. (laughs) So let me look into it. And then when I learned he was straight, I just stopped watching. So I'm like, I don't want to support this show. So disappointing. But yeah, there's so many on either side. Uh, There's so many examples. Mm -hmm. And I think Bridgerton has also sparked a debate about the male gaze versus the female gaze. And so I just want to talk about that in media because Mm -hmm. it's prevalent. And so for anyone who doesn't know, the male gaze refers to how women are depicted in the world, specifically media, from a heterosexual male's point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, So typically this leads to over-sexualized characters in media. And there are some examples that I uh, thought of. The first one being James Bond. All of the James Bond movies. (laughs) Doesn't matter who the James Bond was. Mm -hmm. They all have the femme fatale um, character. And then Transformers was a big one. Megan Fox trying to fix a car. Uh, And her itty-bitty crop top and her booty shorts. And, I mean, obviously, she's a gorgeous woman. She's Mm -hmm. allowed to wear whatever she wants. But... That movie was definitely directed by a man. You can tell. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then the last one I think is a good one because there's an example for the female gaze as well. But Harley Quinn in mm-hmm. The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, so The Suicide Squad was directed by a man. And in that movie, she wears short shorts. The, the It's almost like a bra mm-hmm. tank top thing. Um, and she has like these high pigtails, super long hair, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And she is definitely sexualized. And I know that... The character does have, like, how it was written in the comics and stuff. It does have a little bit of that. But, again, the comics were written by men. Yes. (laughs) Um, But thinking about the female gaze, you can also compare that to Birds of Prey, which was the Harley Quinn solo movie. Mm -hmm. And that one was directed by a woman. And you can tell the difference in the movie because 
the costume differences are huge. First mm-hmm. of all, you know, she's wearing normal clothes. She's, yes. not, <laughs> she's not wearing a bikini around, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it... I can't assume that'd be comfortable. No, like, I know. Who's going to be fighting crime or, in her case, fighting the heroes in... A bikini. All your stuff's going to fall out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You let it all hang out with that yep. one. But also in Birds of Prey, there was a big focus on independence and her breakup from the Joker and all that. Spoiler mm. alert if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't. But don't worry. I don't plan on watching it. <laughs> yeah. But it just, um, yeah, it has a focus on independence. And I think that it really portrays the difference between what's directed by a woman and what's directed by a man. Another one, which I haven't seen this. Have you seen Lady Bird? I have. Do you want to talk a little bit? Do you think that that represents the female gaze? Um, I would say so. So if you haven't seen Lady Bird, it basically follows the it's kind of like a coming of age Um she goes by Lady Bird, so I don't remember her character's real name, but um, Lady Bird and basically like her relationship with her mother on top of like her relationship with um, boys where it's like she wants to be seen as an attractive person by um, other people, but then she also is like independent in her own ways. So there's like a lot of different storylines, or it's one storyline, but it takes place over a period of time, so there's a bunch of different things that happen, but um, directed by a woman, she's very um, true to herself, and I feel like it's so hard to find characters that just do that authentically and the the costumes are very like what a normal person wears <laughs> yeah. um she also went to a school that had um i think it was a catholic school maybe that had uh uniforms so then it was kind of showing her and like her uniforms and what she changes into outside of that and how she just kind of accepts it whereas i feel like a lot of shows that portray uniforms there's girls that are like cutting their shirt their skirts really short because they don't want to follow the uniform mm. and and, um, you know, but this is I feel like it's a very authentic story and you can kind of tell that it was not written by a man because I feel like mm-hmm. if it was, there would be a lot more emphasis on the like sexuality of the character and the um, I don't know, the the wanting to be liked portion of it as well. So I'd say it's a it's a good movie. I feel like I don't like it as much as a lot of people do, but Mm. I would say it's a good movie and good representation of that age group. Mm -hmm. And I think that really what it boils down to is what men think women want versus Mm -hmm. what women actually want. And even just what men want in general, because the male gaze is really catered to what men want. And they may think that's what women want, but not what they actually want. Mm -hmm. I know that was a very confusing (laughs) sentence, but I mean, I think that we're conditioned to believe you know, the most attractive men in Hollywood, you know, Chris Hemsworth or, you know, the ones that are muscly and masculine. And as I have in the definition here, they're to protect women and mm-hmm. barely fit through the doors with their broad shoulders. <laughs> that is what men think women want. And there are some women that want that yeah. for sure. One hundred percent. But not all women want that. Yeah. And this doesn't even take into account not heterosexual people. Yeah. <laughs> so... That's a whole other conversation on itself. Mm -hmm. But just the fact that Hollywood is assuming that it's women wanting these men or men wanting these women is just already just wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think also um, it's more prevalent now to see, you know, men with painted nails or wearing Mm -hmm. makeup and more unisex clothing. And I feel like that should be embraced. 
yes. more because and especially in media mm-hmm. because you see it more in real life now, but it's not really being represented. And, you know, it might be shocking to see, and especially in some areas of the country or the world where yes. it's not that prevalent. But um, I do think that once it makes its way into Hollywood, that's typically when things are starting to be accepted is once it's portrayed in the movies, you know? Yes. And I think a lot of things are starting now on TikTok, um, like painting nails, like um, more men doing makeup. Mm -hmm. um, And like Harry Styles is being praised a lot for his uh, style choices, wearing dresses and um, wearing, say, like mesh tops and more sparkles and those kinds of things. So I think um, Harry Styles is a good example of Mm -hmm. getting the foot in the door. But I think it's interesting because um, he is not openly gay and a lot uh i mean he could be queer of some sort and Mm -hmm. we and he's not out but a lot of the um people who are out and have been open about it and have been doing these things for a long time aren't getting that kind of praise Mm -hmm. so it's interesting that um people in the lgbtq community aren't getting that attention but harry styles is so it it really just depends on the celebrity, too, and who younger audiences are following that's going to take it to that point where it is normalized, which is unfortunate. But if that's what it takes, then I guess it'll get done eventually. Yeah, I've seen that discussion and I agree. You know, it sucks that there's someone that was bullied for doing that. And yeah. Harry, they see Harry Styles and all of the men and the women are praising him. Mm-hmm. And I I think that I agree in the way that it is a foot in the door. Yeah. So once once people see it happening, even with a not openly queer man, mm-hmm. that it'll start being more normalized. Yeah. And then hopefully once it reaches um, everyone, then everyone will be more open about the uh, the acceptance of these things. Yes, for sure. And then another thing that I wanted to talk about is the concept of ugly hot. <laughs> yes. Only because I think that that is something that a lot of people have been discussing when it comes to the female gaze. Mm-hmm. Do you know, have you heard of ugly hot? <laughs> yes, I just had this um, discussion over spring break. I went to a, a get together with actually some people who used to work at Titan Radio mm-hmm. and um, they were... Uh, air dropping to the TV photos of celebrities and we were having a hot ugly or ugly hot debate. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So I'm pretty well versed now, I would say, in the topic. Okay. Well, ugly hot, for those who don't know, is the myth of someone who is not conventionally hot, according to stereotypical beauty standards, but someone who a lot of people still consider hot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the it example right now I feel like you know what I'm going to say, mm-hmm. Pete Davidson. Yeah, absolutely, yes. <laughs> everyone, everyone is saying that he is the poster boy of ugly hot. Yes, I, I would say another example um, that it seems like Titan Universe is a really big fan of. Um, oh, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank now. Everyone wants him at the ASI concert. Uh, curly hair. Jack Harlow. Jack Jack Harlow. (laughs) (laughs) I would say not conventionally hot, but everyone is, lack of better term, simping for this boy. (laughs) Um, And it's funny that you say Titan Universe is a fan because Mm -hmm. I actually, I went on my personal Instagram and I was looking at ASI and I was looking at the comments and I noticed that Titan Universe had commented, <laughs> yes. it's Jack Harlow, oh my god. Yeah. And obviously, it, I didn't make that comment, <laughs> so my internal Lisa is a huge fan yes. of Jack Harlow. I can and tell. And 
Actually, I think as we speak, it is being announced by ASI at the, oh. um, what is it, the farmer's market? Yes. So I'm <laughs> I'm hoping we can look. Maybe we can look and see yeah. now and let you guys know live on the air. Yes. What? <laughs> I'm looking on Instagram, but I don't see anything sticking out as of right now. Oh, oh wait, never mind. That was uh, reveal. Oh. It says first artist reveal at twelve thirty. Okay, we're okay. almost there. Not quite. Yeah. I don't know if we'll still be recording by then, but no. that is uh, that is coming up, and we'll definitely make a post about it on our social media because oh, of course, I'm excited for that. Yes, and typically with spring concerts, so. My first year here was 2017, Mm -hmm. um, and our first spring concert was Kehlani and Metro Mm -hmm. Boomin, (laughs) and I still to this day am so salty. UC Fullerton. (laughs) UC Fullerton, go UC Fullerton. Uh. I just, because at the concert, Metro Boomin was great. It Mm -hmm. was very exciting, but they made us wait an hour before announcing that Kehlani wasn't coming, and to me... That just felt very unfair. Like if you I think that's why there was so much backlash, because we were so excited. We were waiting, getting hyped up. And there was even announcements saying, Kaylani's about to come out. And then, nope, (laughs) she's sick. And UC Fullerton was very sad (laughs) after that one. Yeah, which I I don't blame ASI, but um, they were kind of gaslighting you into thinking that she was about to come on. I wasn't yes. here yet. My first year was 2018. Um, I didn't end up going to the concert because I just wasn't interested in the acts. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping for this year it's an act I'm actually interested in and will make me want to go. So definitely. We'll I see. I think that they're fun events because, you know, they have vendors and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. But because of the pandemic, the past couple of years have been online. Yes. And I actually signed up to go last year. But... <laughs> To be honest, it wasn't because of Dominic Fife. It was because of Bretman Rock. Oh, yes. I went and I just saw him, like, introduce Dominic Fike, and mm-hmm. then I left. I was also on a trip with my family, oh, but okay, yeah. I, I feel so guilty that I skipped the act. See, but. I'm a big Dominic Fike fan, mm. so I'm really disappointed that it was just a virtual concert. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't remember if it was UCR or UCI, but some school around here also hired Dominic Fike mm-hmm. for a virtual concert. He used the same set. For both shows. Oh. He just recorded a separate segment saying, like, Cal State Fullerton on one and the other school on the other. So I thought that was disappointing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's one way to do it. If you're getting paid, you might as well just do it once and send it out. Well, but maybe he was cheaper for the school because of that. Maybe. Yeah. But I've met Dominic Fike, Ooh. fun fact. So... That was fun. He was in my car. Um, Wait, yeah, what? I know. Fun little story. Are you familiar with Brockhampton? I, I know who he is. Yeah. So um, one of the lead guys, Brockhampton, uh, Kevin Abstract, um, was doing a music video for his song Peach. And he tweeted out that he needed a convertible, which I had at the time. So we had emailed in a photo of my convertible. They said, let's use it. So I got the address to the Brockhampton house, <laughs> drove up there. Um, Dominic Fike sings the chorus of that song. So mm-hmm. he was there. They were filming. Um, they were like, yeah, we're going to take your car and drive it around the block. So <laughs> they took my car, put the top down, drove around the block, gave me 200 bucks and a CD, and I was off. Isn't that crazy? Get, like, my my jaw is open right now. <laughs> and that was, imagine, this was my first year in California. Oh I'm like, God. California's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> All these celebrities. That's the only, like, interaction I've ever had with anyone remotely famous. But 
it's funny how popular Dominic Fike is now, because yeah. especially because of Euphoria. Euphoria. Mm-hmm. So now I have a photo with him and other members of oh Brockhampton. It's really funny. That's insane. To me, as you were saying that, I was just thinking that is straight out of like a fan fiction. I know. know. (laughs) Uh, And it was, oh, so we were there for a while and we're like sitting on the curb outside. I'm like, I have to pee so bad and I don't want (laughs) to ask them. And I just, I was like, okay, they keep going inside. I'm just going to ask like, yo, you got a bathroom real quick. And (laughs) I go in and it sounded like someone was like in the shower in the bathroom. They're like, you can just go in. And I was like, is there someone in there like and they were, and they opened the door and look for me and there's not a shower in that bathroom it was just like the washing machine running mm-hmm. or something I'm like this is so embarrassing like this is this is bareface from Brockhampton like showing me where the bathroom is and I was too embarrassed to go in oh it was crazy that's insane I used the Brockhampton bathroom cleaner than you would expect I would say I'm surprised by that yes. I really am the garage was not but anyhow I digress okay, who, cares about the, who cares about the garage yeah Okay, so our last topic for today is going to be the weirdest national holiday of the week. Yes. So, Shelby, have you ever heard of National Sorry Charlie Day? I have not, and I decided not to read any of the notes that you put down here. So my first thought is the actor Charlie Day. (laughs) Okay. Of... Uh, it's always sunny, which I just started watching recently. I'm like three seasons in. Very okay. interesting show. Um, so I'm just thinking about Charlie Day. Like we're so sorry, Charlie Day for <laughs> Charlie Day Day. Sorry, Charlie Day Day. Um, we're sorry for bullying you on the set of <laughs> It's Always Sunny, and that's the only thing I can come up with. Okay, when I first saw it, my first thought was, "Do you remember the old video, Charlie bit my finger?" Yes, that yes. is what I thought of. Mm. Sorry, like he was apologizing for, oh, <laughs> for biting yes. his finger. That I don't know why that's yeah. what I thought, but that's what I thought. Now I'm thinking Charlie Brown too. Ooh. Like has. Well, that girl always, like, fakes him out with the football when he goes to kick it, but she was never apologetic. So I wouldn't say that's a viable it's a little rude answer. of her. I know. But <laughs> so what it actually is, is um, Charlie the Tuna from, I think, Stark Starkist. I think that's the brand. Oh, okay. Anyways, he is a tuna, and it says, he was often rejected, but would keep going with a smile. Sorry, Charlie became closely associated with, yeah, Starkist, and was also a successful American catchphrase. And then it says, Charlie never let rejection stop him. Do not let it stop you. So basically, it is a holiday all about rejection wow (laughs) that's so interesting that it has to do with tuna why was the tuna being rejected was he just like do you not fit in or i have no idea but i can imagine going to school as a big tuna fish (laughs) i can i can imagine the bullying and (laughs) the stuff that would occur but speaking of rejection just to celebrate the holiday (sighs) which is on April 6th. Do you have any stories about rejection? Of course I do. All right, let's hear it. (laughs) The first one that comes to mind, obviously there's like applying for jobs and being turned down and things like that. But my example I'm thinking of, I was in fourth grade and there was this boy named Lee that I had a crush on and I sat next to him in my history class and I was like, okay, I'm going to work up the courage. I'm going to ask him out. So I wrote on a tiny piece of paper, will you go out with me? Yes or no. (laughs) And I slid it 
over onto his desk and he looks at it and he's like, what? Is this from you? And I was like, no, I found it on the ground. I wanted to show you, but the teacher was looking at me. So he was oh. like, yeah, no, that's gross. And I was like, yeah, no, it wasn't mine. I just I just found it. <laughs> so yeah, basically crushed my dreams, ended up dating my friend who sat on the other side of me. So I love that. But yeah. You played it off pretty well, though. I thought it was a pretty good excuse. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, her eyes, Mrs. Hollis, shout out Miss Hollis, she was always on the prowl. So, like, she did look at me. I distinctly remember she looked at me and I just kind of, like, slid it over and was just waiting. <laughs> so, I don't know. I Maybe it didn't look like my handwriting. Mm-hmm. I don't I feel like I played it off. And we continued to be friends. We rode the bus okay. together. We were pals. So... I wouldn't. It was a a very bad rejection on my part, but I wouldn't say it was life crushing. Definitely. I mean, you survived. You're here. Yeah, I'm here now. <laughs> you know what's crazy is it seems so far everything that I've learned about you today, it feels like your life is a movie. Small town girl moving <laughs> yes. to California. You True. meet Dominic Fike in Rockhampton. You mm-hmm. pass notes with like the little check marks. Yeah. Yes, yes or no. Yes. That's, wow. Okay. Yeah. I've learned so much about you today. <laughs> Do you have any rejection stories? Oh. See, hopefully not heartbreaking. (laughs) The thing is, I was trying to think about what stories I have to share. And I asked my best friend, actually, because I couldn't think of anything. Mm -hmm. And she just was like, oh, job rejections. I can't really. She, for some reason, blocked out all of high school. So I'm (laughs) sure I was actually now that I'm thinking about it, there was one. But it's actually kind of embarrassing. So now you have to say it. Okay, I'll share. <laughs> um, oh, God. Okay. So back in the day, my first ever job was at Raising Cane's. Okay. And I had this super cute coworker. I'm not going to say his name because <laughs> I'm not going to expose myself or yes. him. But yeah. So basically, my coworkers had convinced me to ask him to winter formal because mm. winter formal is the Sadie Hawkins girls ask guys okay. um, type of event. And I had never asked anyone before. I'd never gone to a dance with anyone, but they bullied me into asking <laughs> him. And so I did. And he had said yes. And I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And I didn't know him that well, to be fair. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was really cute and we got along really well. And then... um. The next week at school, I heard some rumors circulating Uh and basically (laughs) I had heard rumors saying that he didn't actually want to go to the dance with me. No. And yeah, at that point, I was really upset because obviously he could have just told me that instead of telling Mm -hmm. the entire school that he didn't actually want to go to the dance with me. Yeah. And so I ended up texting him and then we ended up, you know, not going and. He was nice about it, but that could just be because the rumor exposed him. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It wasn't... I mean, I was sad at the time. Obviously, I'm good now. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that was probably my biggest rejection uh, moment. That's such a terrible way to find out, too. <laughs> yeah, oh. when everybody finds out before you. <laughs> yes. Uh, Definitely not well, fun. We've all been rejected in some form or another. I can think of a million other examples, but so... I guess happy... Sorry, I'm having trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my Siri wanted to make an appearance. Yeah, shout out Siri. But um, <laughs> happy, I guess, rejection day to everyone. Yes. As of April 6th. April 6th, everyone. 
Okay, uh, so I think that was our last topic of the day. Yeah. And with that, that concludes our first ever episode of Around the Sun with Titan Universe. Woo! Yay! Yay! So every single week, we're going to have a new episode talking about the weekly entertainment and news and more opinionated discussions and embarrassing anecdotes from <laughs> me, most likely. Yes. So stay tuned for more episodes. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Bye.